We can't talk about anything I want to talk about. So just go. <laughs> Is it QAnon? <laughs> I don't know. It's anything but this fucking movie and Vin Diesel and his weird Calvin Harris music. Don't forget about the sun tattooed nipples. Fuck you. I find one thing that brings me joy in this fucking five hour adventure. Go listen to Vin Diesel again. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. The Xander Zone. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Neat. And Juice. Oh, hi. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? This month, pull out your PPK because it's cinema. Shitty cinema. We're looking <laughs> for the absolute worst movies. We The PPK is a Bond gun, Casey. I yeah. saw your face. I just like, don't send people unsolicited PPK pics ever. <laughs> or we'll send them to your mom. We are looking for the absolute worst spy movies we can find. Last week, our fans actually made us watch Leonard Part 6, which was oh, yeah. a nightmare. Ooh. You sons of uh, bitches. It was real bitches. bad. <laughs> you can't unlearn shit. It's the last week of the month, and Juice, you are up. So what did you bring for us this week? Oh, man, I brought something that is near and dear to my heart. And despite the fact that it is terrible, I brought Triple X. With uh, your favorite Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, you really got to expand on that. You didn't just bring porn. Yeah, not porn. <laughs> I mean, if there was anybody who was just going to bring porn to the podcast, did you not think it would be me? God, did this I ever get like... a porn parody? <laughs> How do Google you... it on your time. Yeah, Dave. I... Look it up. I'm we'll very take a five scared minute break. of what that's going to give me. All right, Juice, we need you to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You have just come to, after a very late night partying in an Eastern European club somewhere, uh, you're a little fuzzy on the end of the night. Uh, you're not entirely sure how you ended up in what seems to be a, a biochemical lab of some sort with a giant submarine in the middle of it. You don't really have much time to figure that out, though, because uh, just as you come to, all of the scientists start shouting in a language you don't understand, but you clearly understand danger when you hear it. Mm -hmm, so th mm -hmm. the missiles on this submarine are primed to fire off. You've got about 10 seconds before they explode into the ceiling and you die of this new disease, Silent Night. In that time, sell us on this movie. X Games, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's only one second No, usually I would yell at you for that being too short, but I mean that. You're really not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can expand if you want, but I think I could just leave it at that. Yeah, I feel like I, you nailed what, it. Right. X Games with guns, maybe. X Games with guns. Okay. James so, Bond X Games? Yeah. Extreme yeah. skeet, skeet, motherfucker. <laughs> skeet shooting while you jizz. Oh, skeet no. shooting while skiing down a mountain. Yeah. Skeet, skeet, skeeting? Skeet, skeet, skiing. <laughs> oh, my God. Nailed it. Man, the Olympics got weird. <laughs> Did it. It's always been there. Open your eyes, sheeple. Casey, well, as you open your eyes, you see me also laying on the ground suffocating. You get Wait, a little was bit I better. at this party with you? Of course you were at. Th 
anytime I'm fucked up, you're there. It's kind of, it has to happen. Oh, I am like your very bad decision maker. Agreed. (laughs) So as I'm suffocating and you're just now starting to inhale this gas, your extra strong lungs are able to give you 10 seconds to sell us on this movie. The ultimate Gen X Extreme X gamer Xander squints his way through explosions for a Mountain Dew commercial in Russia. Soviet sweat, it does you. Eight seconds. I'm point. I'm point. Well done, Casey. I I really enjoyed that you made it a commercial because I felt like I was watching a series of them. I like that we got a Soviet Russia joke in there. It was a Sony commercial. It was a Canon commercial. It was a Corvette commercial. Kodak. It was Kodak. Kodak. It was oh. pointed out, yeah. It wow. was pointed out earlier that this is basically just Limp Bizkit music videos without Fred Durst. It's like they kept the original audio and forgot to cut the fucking music over it. it I mean, though every Limp Bizkit video would have been improved with Vin Diesel, it doesn't mean just because we can doesn't mean we should, and that's a fucking point this movie missed hard. Then let's do the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Vin Diesel is a Mountain Dew commercial that has come to life and become an extreme secret agent for the U.S. government. Samuel L. Jackson recruits Vin Diesel Xander by kidnapping him and subjugating him to tests until, you know, the classic join us or go to prison routine. I mean, you say test, I say torture. Honestly, this kind of felt like Fifty Shades of Grey, like, <laughs> but with a Mountain Dew soaked butt plug. Okay. Code Brown. If <laughs> Code Brown pulls slowly. I'm not saying you're right. I am saying <laughs> if we remade Fifty Shades of Grey, but instead of the two that were in it, it was Vin Diesel and Danny Trejo, I might be on board for that film. Triple X, Code Brown. That's the, I'm going to say the sequel is... I live for this shit. <laughs> Oh, what the God, fuck? contact. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that works, right? We don't just take criminals and grant them security clearance to target Eastern European terrorist groups, right? I don't, um, I'm not quite sure actually how that works. Ha- have you uh, ever seen a spy movie, Dave? That's true. <laughs> have you ever been on QAnon? Uh, like oh. every- no. 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 What? We're just, okay. just going to not talk about them and hope that they just go away now. Okay, but isn't that true? No. Okay. Like everything else the character tries, though, Xander is really good at being a secret agent. Yeah, Xander is so good at everything that will infiltrating the villain Yorgi's terrorist group, he learns Yorgi's girlfriend Yelena is a Russian spy. And of course, Xander teams up with her, but mostly because he's thirsty as fuck. Is he going to change his name to Yander so he fits in with Yorgi and Yelena? (laughs) (laughs) You're in the Yander zone. Yay. Yeah, but Xander's horniness is what saved his life. What? What? Post-nut clarity. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was still pre-nut when he was at lunch with Yelena. That was when she learned he was a spy and his cover was blown, right? So she notified him. He made his extreme escape. Then Sam Jackson (laughs) pretended he was sending in a murder squad so that Xander would go in to save his girlfriend because he's thirsty as fuck and he still wants to break off a piece. Oh, yeah, and that worked out because Xander did that and wrecked some shit. 
Well, Yelena checked out the villain's new super weapon, and turns out it's it's a drone submarine that shoots biological weapons and had Ahab sharpied on the side of it. Literally sharpied. Nah, uh they used like a like a discount Michael's end cap sale fucked up horsehair brush. Like it looked like a Looney Tunes slop job of Ahab. Like, where's your artistry? Man. Put some fucking sparkles on it, dude. That definitely could have been an Acme gadget that that they were trying to kill right? Roadrunner with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The military shows up, but of course, Ahab is off to go blow up cities and kick off some mutually assured destruction for freedom or some shit. <laughs> Fortunately for Xander, his nerdy Q replacement just outfitted his GTO with a bunch of spy gadgets. Xander exclusively uses this to harpoon Ahab and then never does anything else with the spy car, really. Symbolism. Yeah, that was Jesus sad. Christ, that one Metaphor. went right over my head. <laughs> Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he harpooned Ahab. Molly Dickhead whale. harpooned Ahab. <laughs> wow. Go on. <laughs> We're almost done. Good. Xander parasails over, disables Ahab by flipping a missile upside down. Then after he's killed the villain and dispatched Ahab, Xander heads off to Bora Bora to bang Yelena and advertise for the sequel. Yes, which we are not going to watch. I mean, maybe you're not. That plot felt two hours long, (laughs) just like this movie. Oh, wait, that was two hours long. Every time I asked how much longer we had in the movie, like even if it was an hour and a half later, they kept saying a fucking hour and it was true every time. I cannot believe how fucking long... This commercial was. <laughs> it just was bad music, explosion, fight. Bad music, explosion, fight. Quip? Question mark? Casey, we sometimes love explosions, though, right? Were there any explosions that really did it for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, come on. The opening act, we get a barn. Apparently, it's full of nitroglycerin. Just exploding with cocaine and flames flying everywhere. That wasn't the opening act. The opening act was the Corvette. That was an hour into the movie, but you can't make sense of any of it because it was just a mash of random (laughs) action scenes just blended together. I was like 20 minutes into the movie. No, everything is an hour into the movie and an hour away (laughs) from the act. (laughs) The first explosion was at the nightclub. No, uh, and the, no. the opening act was the, our actual James Stop Bond saying. stand-in getting killed in the rave because this ain't your daddy's yeah. spy movie. Right. Yeah, he's going crowd surfing and they don't know he's dead. I forgot about that. God, yeah. that was awful. That was literally four hours ago. <laughs> that was four hours ago. <laughs> bang, bang. How many fucking scenes start with Vin Diesel's neck? <laughs> at like 20 minutes in, we were at four. I stopped counting. It you have hurt. to say why, though. You can't just say. Oh, because he has the fucking tramp stamp on the back of his thick ass neck of three X's. Triple X. Because he's XXX extreme. What? what? Is that? Where have I heard that before? That seems so familiar. No, it's not. Oh. Completely original. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. 
But this is like if James Bond snorted a bunch of Red Bull and was from Jersey instead of England, bitch. It is a very American take on a spy movie. Violently American. It is violently <laughs> American. It really is because he's like not at all a spy and they're just shoving spy qualities into him. But, but also trying to evoke James Bond feelings in me, and it fails, but it makes me angry. I, oh, really? <clears throat> makes you angry? Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. I've I've always enjoyed the trope of the spy who's super well-known already. Like, Austin Powers is known everywhere, yet he's right. somehow still able to spy. Right. Yeah, and the idea of taking that and having it be a fucking, like, X-Games slash eco-terrorist. <laughs> Plus, it's 2002. We are very into the whole, like, fight the establishment aesthetic at this point. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We got George Bush. Well, uh, oh, my no. God. Let me give you a fucking time machine. Calm down. He paints now. <laughs> He's everybody's Bob Ross. Fuck off. Could definitely be worse. <sighs> okay. The, the opening car chase with the police that results in him jumping it off the bridge brings up something that we all noticed in this movie of there's always a convenient ramp when Vin Diesel is on any kind of, I don't (laughs) know, motor vehicle or maybe like plateware from a kitchen. The man has fucking ramps everywhere. He's so good at geometry. He's so good. He (laughs) ramps off of everything. He does. He'd be finding ramps in the ground and shit in tunnels. Okay, but I'm going to argue that convenient ramps are also another spy movie trope, and they just ran it into the ground so hard you finally noticed it here. They ramped it up, would you say? Or did you (laughs) think they took it to the extreme? Because both were fucking true. There were thousands of ramps in this movie. Ramps on ramps on ramps. How many ramps did they have off of a mountain? Well, and honestly, they not only had a lot of pre-established ramps they made a lot of things ramps that weren't normally ramps right like put a ramp on it yeah just put a ramp on it yeah you you need a drawbridge you already have a giant fucking gate but let's put a drawbridge there so that we can pull it up as someone's trying to drive away epically that's a half a ramp right there (laughs) (laughs) it's a raising ramp or a lowering i don't know we got him ramping off of a barn that exploded which was cool. Oh, yeah. Actually, to be completely honest, he ramped onto the barn to then ramp off of the barn. That's true. Further exploiting our point. The shot is clearly a stunt double and not Vin Diesel. No, it's Vin Diesel. He did all of his own stunts. <laughs> and he's like lost a like giant. 35 pounds between takes. <laughs> he was sucking in. It was a good angle. And we all know he's like a giant Tom Cruise. People well, say no, that all the time. What happened is he just drank a fuck ton of code red Mountain Dew, and it like the water weight just got sucked out of his body and immediately looked thirty five. I was going to say he did. He went through a cloud of that uncut cocaine, shit out about thirty <laughs> pounds, which also helped propel him off the second ramp so he could fly across those fields and grab the injured guy. Okay. That, okay. Ramps weren't the only thing that Vin Diesel had at his disposal. He also had that badass GTO, the purple one, that he turned yeah. into Pimp My Ride and put a bunch of weapons and harpoons and rockets and ejectable roofs and shit on. Which, yeah. don't do that to that car, please. Did he have a tea maker? No. Did he have, like, I don't know, 
a Monster Energy drink fountain in the passenger Probably, yes. seat, I hope. Oh, no, that was the time of Red Bull. Never mind. Yeah. That that tank that was between the two seats that looked like a Nas tank, that was actually a Nas tank. Nas Energy <laughs> drink. <laughs> that Okay, that's a 1967 GTO. That is a fucking beautiful vehicle. And yes, doing all the modifications to that, no, 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 no. No. That's- that's one of my favorite scenes of the movie, though, that was from the original trailer, where they just have a comical amount of missiles and guns and bullets <laughs> laying out on a table. And Vin Diesel points at it and says, I want all of that in here. And his Q guy just says, no problem. Instead of like, dude, no, they don't leave room for guns and shit. You're going to have to Flintstone this bitch because that's the only way we're going to have room is to take out the fucking engine and put all your stupid goddamn gadgets in it. So now it's green too, okay? You got a fucking like one of those like push lawn mowers. It's man powered. Okay, number one, don't disrespect that car by putting all that shit in it. Number two, don't disrespect that car by driving it that close to a canal. There's a reason it's that fucking hard to find that car in Europe because that car has respect for itself and wouldn't live in a country where canals are their main route of travel. Okay, so on top of hating any other, do you now hate the Czech Republic? Okay. And I don't think a canal was their main route of getting around. Why does Europe insist on trash rivers? They have a lot of rivers. Your Midwest is showing. Yeah. Dave, what do you think about the way that Xander is compared to a more traditional, like, James Bond British spy? Yeah, we killed our traditional James Bond British spy right (laughs) at the start of the film. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. And then Samuel L. Jackson makes up some bullshit about like, oh, they'll smell the training on our guys from a mile away. That's why we need a civilian who doesn't follow the rules. And that's apparently this X Games motherfucker. Can I just say spying must be a unique job because I've never been in a hospital and overheard them say like, we can't get this tumor using traditional results. Not a doctor. The tumor will t- smell a doctor from a mile away. Get that. Get that crackhead. Look, he just made a pipe out of a rubber glove. He can fix it. What? It's one of those movie things. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a lot easier to train an astronaut to be a driller than it is to train a driller to be an astronaut. But movies Sick. are better if we do it the other way around. <laughs> I mean, in the real world, spying's mostly just bribing people. That already are in better positions. I don't watch fucking real world spy movies, and if I do, it's Jason Bourne, and I'm convinced that it's real. (laughs) That's fair. Okay. (laughs) Right. So then, how does how does Vin Diesel's Mountain Dew Code Red rank? Awful, because he's just subverting the spy expectations in the most stereotypical American way. Oh, he's not prim and proper. He's just does whatever he wants and. Fuck the system. No, right? he and wants to buy cars, right? Yeah. He wants to yeah. buy cars. That's the thing. Apparently, he, he knows cars and he changes what their list is because no, they're going to see right through that shit. It's not just the cars thing. It's the fucking. He's just everything that James Bond isn't, but he's just a dick to everybody. He's not likable at all. At least James <clears throat> Bond is charismatic. There is nothing really redeemable about him, but I'm supposed to give a fuck about him. I mean, I will say. The revolver with different ammo types was pretty goddamn sweet as a spy gadget. I really enjoyed that. Okay, okay. I don't think they used it very well, though. 
No, they didn't really use it much at all. And that's the same thing that, like, they maximized any kind of spy car they had, right? With a GTO that has all of the fucking rockets and missiles and gadgets that you could ever want. But they used it for, like, ten minutes. And they don't use any of the features. That is a consistent problem in this movie. Is that they're like, check out how awesome this shit is! And then, uh, we don't have to use it. We just have it. It's cool. Is yep. this before the big ADD push? Of the early 2000s, who were like pushing Ritalin and shit, because this I, felt uh, like, look over here, hey, 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 look over here, here, look, okay, okay, that was the end. Movie! It was the style at the time. Like, this was a pretty goddamn successful movie. I'm not saying it wasn't, and that really, that, <sighs> this movie, this was my first time seeing Triple X. I have made it my entire life without watching Triple X. I'm so glad I got to do that to you. This that makes me so happy. Film defined a generation. Mm-hmm. Defined mm-hmm. it, a generation. It defined. Uh, uh, no, no. Dave, wait, no, no. Sit down. When I say defined a generation, I didn't mean this film came out and then everything changed. I mean this film is the definition of Gen X. This is the peak. This was the last dying gasp of Gen X. This felt like an Axe body spray half mass chub rubbing on my Jinko jeans while industrial rock played in the background. And oddly enough, (laughs) that's exactly the opening fucking scene of this movie was some fucking chode rave. Like, I just... It was like Ed Hardy made a fucking music video and they yeah. forgot to add the music. Like, you have to look at the ugly parts of history, too. Okay, number one, saying that this is a Gen X thing is letting a lot of millennials off the hook. That's true. Okay, okay. I'm going to say are... it's like young Gen X and old millennials. Like, that, that intersection. Right. Because I was 17 years old when this movie came out and I was squarely in the target demographic. Yes. Gross, old, can't relate. Oh, sick burn. Number two, I actually do kind of agree with you in that this holds up a mirror to a very uncomfortable demographic. Yeah, that I was a 2000. part of. 2002 is such a specific time to shine a light on, but mm-hmm. man, did they really nail it between the soundtrack, <laughs> between the Tyler Durden coat that Xander Cage is wearing throughout this goddamn movie. Oh! Oh, my God, oh, I love Durden. his Tyler Durden coat. I, I wanted the Tyler Durden coat. I really did. I know you yes. did. We all You know did what I. this movie is? This movie is having a Midwest body and seeing your back in a three-way mirror for the first time and just <laughs> losing all confidence that you had. That's what this movie felt like to me. Like I had fond memories of that time. And I'm like, yeah, some of the pop punk was pretty slapping, bro. And then I saw this. And. Yeah, really, really held a mirror to your life, didn't it? Oh, God. A percentage (laughs) of your boyfriends that would have absolutely loved this movie go. A (laughs) hundred. A hundred. Okay. Okay. I'll accept that answer. I don't even have to think about it. One hundred percent. Yeah, and the soundtrack fed right into that. 
Oh, the soundtrack. Oh, the Darker soundtrack. soundtrack. New metal. I was real hyped for the soundtrack of this coming into it, and it did not mm-hmm. fucking disappoint. What? I wanted. What do you mean didn't disappoint? I oh, I mean it was terrible. It was just yeah. trashy new metal in <laughs> prog rock, and just <laughs> just trash. You know what? Once or twice a year, I go through a phase where, like, I want to listen to some trashy new metal for the weekend and then put it away for another year. Is industrial rock your women's shoes that you pull out of the back of the closet once a year and go, yeah, I am pretty. And then you just put it back again? (laughs) Not really, because there's, like, very different emotions attached to it now. Like, I listen to Disturbed screaming down with the sickness and just go, ah, fond memories. It's like a nostalgic thing. It's not a... If I'm going to listen to that song, I put respect on it and listen to the Paul Anka version. No, no, no. I imagine Dave laying down on his bed naked, covered in yogurt, listening to Disturbed, like, ah, fond memories. a lot of extra details here. I was picturing him in a bathtub of Froyo. <laughs> oh, God, that would be so cold. <laughs> no, it would be even worse, because by the time it warmed up, it would just be like a pasty slime. Smell. Oh, no. The smell. A hot oh, no. Froyo bath. <laughs> And obviously, in that scenario, I would be listening to Disturbed's cover of The Sound of Silence. (laughs) Is that who does that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, non-ironically, someone at work put that on, and I was just like, what? What? It's not bad. Is it not? Really, Dave? No, seriously. I don't mind. Have you been hitting the sangria rosé? Wow, you're a piece of shit. Why don't you go yeah. put your shoes back in the closet, you fucker? <sighs> I have two questions for you. Number one, no, actually, I have three questions. Okay. Number one, who is Vin Diesel really? Number two, why can't I spell Diesel right the first try ever? And oh, number three, oh. is he the greatest method actor of all time? I don't uh, know what. Okay, I in reverse order, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I don't think you have enough information to say that, but go on. Be- because you don't have to write it very often. And then number one, Vin Diesel is the nerd who creates a market for Comic-Con and a wrestling event in the parking lot. He's a very <laughs> weird combination of just genuine passion and dude bro. That is nice, though, because like after I'm stuck in a Comic-Con, like, stairwell and that smell i feel violent so i like going outside and getting fresh air and fresh violence that doesn't send me to jail oh which brings me back to me feeling very vince mcmahon i mean this is a guy who blew up made his money and as a passion project made a movie about his DD character like i think that tells you a lot about who is vin diesel all right. Well, Casey, I really don't think we're actually going to find out who Vin Diesel really is tonight. Maybe we can bring more of his catalog here to Shitty Cinema later. But we have one important question right now, and I'm going to point that right back to you, Casey. Triple X from 2002. Are you going to sit down and watch it again? No. Just no. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't kind. I hated everything about this. The kissing scenes I watched through slitted fingers. They were gross. This was the dating pool, girls. 
back in the day. This was it. Dudes who acted like this and dudes who tried. This was rock bottom. No. <laughs> How about you, Dave? Triple X from 2002. Are you going to watch Code Red Vin Diesel again? Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to have to include some caveats here because the answer is yes. I am going to watch this movie again. <laughs> oh, However, the I'm, fuck? I said I got some caveats coming here. As mentioned, when this movie came out, I was a 17-year-old male. And if you were a roughly 15 to 23-year-old male in 2002, this might be worth going back to for the nostalgic reasons only. If Ugh. not, there is nothing for you here. It's not a well-made spy movie. The scenes that we do have are not that good. It is mostly just fun to laugh at how terrible our idea of cool was in 2002. So if you do not have that framework, I don't recommend it. But me personally, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it again. You're fucking trash. (laughs) Jay, how about you from 2002, Triple X starring Vin Diesel? Would you watch it again? Ah, I really want to like Triple X because it's got some great explosions. I I genuinely love the intro of him doing a bass jump off of the Corvette, ramping it over a bridge when it explodes. It's there's something kind of awesome about that. Yeah, 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 right. But the the action really kind of sucks, and it's just got an awful fucking period piece soundtrack that doesn't work well it's really a fucking absurd movie but not in like the fun way it's not something that i'm gonna find myself watching again so no dave i would not watch triple x again but the real question juice you did this to us you brought it you did triple x would you watch it again you know i exist for one purpose here in the shitty cinema universe it's to break shitty cinema and I feel like I broke shitty cinema. I brought <laughs> not a spy movie to spy month. So on that note, there were so many explosions that I really just, I couldn't handle myself. We didn't get any tits, but we did get a lot of girls in bikinis and great fucking thong shots. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that I am that male, Dave. I think I was uh, 15 when this movie came out. I will definitely watch this again i don't know when it'll be i'm glad i got to bring it but i had to bring it for this reason i definitely will watch this movie again yeah one of us one One of of us us. google gobble google gobble (laughs) you can never leave the xander zone and cinemites at this moment the verdict is in split decision two out of four of us we are going to enter the xander zone again the other household is not going to enter the Xander Zone. It is an unfortunate day, but you have to let us know, are you going to enter the Xander Zone? Also, we're going to need ASL, too, to make decisions whether to trust your fucking opinion on this movie. ASL. And if you don't know what that means, it's not for you. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Also, shout out to Jay just drinking a bottle of fucking sangria rosé on camera, like, Thanks for not using a glass. We already have a shit ton of dishes. I appreciate you. So, Casey, on that note, you're up next week. We're starting a whole new month. What are we doing? I don't want a lot for Christmas. Just yes, every do. Lifetime yeah, movie. <laughs> it's a very Lifetime Christmas with shitty cinema, baby. It is. We are bringing made-for-TV monstrosities, bitch. But the, the lifetime variety. I feel like Oprah right now. 
If you've ever been at your family's house during the Christmas time and the TV's just on, you've probably seen one or all of these movies. Do you want to see people that couldn't arouse a very repressed Mormon? Well, turn on a Lifetime movie. You know, like, halftime shows have too much sex and cheerleaders are showing too much flesh. I want to see ill-fitting khakis, turtlenecks, 10 feet past your tits, and the meaning of Christmas, whatever the fuck that is. I am really going to hate this month. I think you all know by this point I hate Christmas. Yeah, well, working in the service industry has done that to all of us. So next week, I am starting off a very lifetime Christmas with Finding Mrs. Claus, starring Mina Suvari or Mina Sorvino or one of those people, and one of my favorite Mad TV cast members, Will Sasso, who's my favorite Steven Seagal. And also today I learned <laughs> that some judo dude made Steven Seagal shit his pants and blackout in the opposite order in which I spake. Judo Jean LaBelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven Seagal said, claimed that he couldn't be choked out. Judo Jean LaBelle choked him out and made him shit his pants. On that note, Cinemites, if you have a bad movie we should review or want to say hi, like the Facebook page while you're starting Family Fights this holiday. SH.TTY Cinema. We're on Twitter at Bad Movies Bad People, and that's PPL. Casey's on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. If you want to help fund our dreams, swing by the Shitty Cinema Patreon page. Shout out to our newest patron, JB Wallace. Love you. So in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, fill the ramp, and hella board this avalanche, my dude. Yeah. <laughs>